Hey everyone, welcome to In Production by Craft Show. Today uh, we're taking one of our live stream segments and we're uh, giving you the best of, meaning uh, if, if you watch a live stream, there's often video content embedded within it and uh, there's a live chat, so you, you're welcome to always interact. But in this case, uh, it's just the best of those pieces. And on that particular live stream, we're talking about a couple of things. We give a PC versus Mac update and uh, how that process has been going. We're going to talk about Blackmagic Design's new RAW uh, format that they've come out with. And again, we haven't played with it, so it's only speculation from our side. And finally, we talk a little bit about a food documentary and go into a, a kind of a tutorial on food lighting, uh, a method that we found works. So that's today on the show. So like we said on the show, we're going to talk about our, our PC versus Mac uh, sort of scenario, what we're dealing with. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Blackmagic Design Raw. We haven't touched it. We haven't played with it. We haven't tested it. So uh, the only Just thing Just heard we about have, it yesterday. Yeah, we've been working. So um, very little of it is going to be super data information as much as it is speculation and opinion, um, which is mostly what this show is when it comes to reviewing cameras or talking about that stuff. And the last piece is we'll talk a little bit about this food doc. We'll show you guys um, a little little clip from it. Time to crank it up again. Uh, so the PC Mac thing, you guys have seen the video. Um, I kind of want to give an update and kind of talk through it. Jeff has yet to really put it through its paces on a grade side yet. Yeah. On this machine. We tested on another machine. And we haven't gone like a million miles an hour to kind of go through it. But uh, so far I've cut... Um, part of this documentary on it, uh, which is fairly long form content. I've cut a bunch of commercials. Um, we've ingested, we've done all the basic workflow that we, we ask out of our post machine aside from fully finishing a project on it. And it's been fantastic. I'll give you the stats that we've had of, of Mac versus PC moments in ultra frustration. We have now had a collective total of three random blue screens of doom where you get the little sad face and uh -huh. windows users may know this. Maybe that's a normal thing. Um, I'm used to the spinny beach ball, which is a, a lot less dramatically frustrating, but equally painful. Um, obviously the keyboard layout on a Mac versus a PC is different. And I have probably messed up so many different edits because my hotkeys aren't the same. And yes, I know I could remap them, but I'm not going to put in the time to do that. It's just not going to happen. You should. I tried and it got so confusing that only... The left alt button would work like the Mac key and the right. It just was, it was, it's not too much work. Um, I'll just relearn. That's what I'm okay with. Um, you we'll know, switch we, programs. To what? <laughs> well, we've talked about switching to the other. Oh yeah. Well, there not, is a, there's a discussion that we may with. move to DaVinci uh, full time and Maybe. step away from Premiere. We're not sure. But that's going to be a slow migration. That's going to be a very out. slow migration. Um, and the reason we would move the DaVinci is not for the free first. factor where we would have the paid version, obviously. But we, the reason I think I might move to it is um, a couple of guys who I respect were talking about uh, editorially. They felt like it was cutting uh, like a mixture between and Jeff said this, too, in fairness. But he said it was like a mix between Avid, Final Cut 7 and kind of Premiere, which really 
I'm just looking for that avid Final Cut 7 sort of relationship. That's what I used to love uh, was Final Cut 7. Um, did mind the avid. So we may make that move too. So the buttons are different. Uh, the adapter that we bought. So this particular machine has Thunderbolt 3. Uh, it works. We bought an adapter from Cable Matters. I talked about it in the other video. Uh, just to give you an update, our wonderful sleds. We did a video on these a long time ago. These are Thunderbolt. Ugh. I think they're ones actually yeah these are old these are they're thunderbolt sleds and they were amazing because you could get these little hard drives you used to get them real cheap and suddenly you had a portable dock they were great for data transfer like on the road but jeff and i have enough of these um sleds that we would just leave one at my desk one at his desk and you could just hot swap drives mm -hmm. um pretty regularly it also was really great because it ripped the shogun cards super fast yeah. this one's not this is just a caddy drive but uh, if we're using our Shogun or Inferno or whatever else, it would do that stuff really well. And it does not work with the Windows machine. It immediately gives me a blue screen. And I'm not counting those blue screens because that was multiple. But immediately, um, for some reason, Thunderbolt 3 <laughs> on the PC does not like that adapter plus that sled for whatever reason. It says it's not approved mm -hmm. and as soon as you connect it, it breaks. We had tested once before and it worked, but it doesn't work now, so I have no idea what the deal is. Um, Post-it note. It was actually the password to get into this computer. Oh, that's cool. In case you ever need it. It's really not hard. I figure it probably isn't. No. Still oh. can't see it, but I can probably guess what it is. It's not password. I oh, know it's not password. Or boobs. Why not boobs? Because I read that that's like almost every dude uses boobs. It's probably true. Um, that might be a big fan of boobs. Or maybe they're trying to throw people off their scent. I don't know. Could be. Uh, the only other thing that we noticed is, you know, back here. I can't. Yeah, it's on camera. Back here is that big boy raid. Um, that's our 24 terabyte. Points to the red hot. <laughs> yeah, the red hot. That's the 24 terabyte uh, Pegasus. And uh, in order to make it work, because it was uh, formatted for Mac, in order to make it work, I bought a piece of software called HFS Plus for Mac. It's a driver that allows you to read and write to Mac. Um, formatted drives and it's worked it, like again i've been working off of it it's been fantastic the only downside is that's a raid 5 um and the the speed i'm getting out of the discs is is the reads only like 200 megs and the writes like 70 so that's not where we want to be so i have a theory that i'm going to have to have a windows formatted raid eventually um, that will just live over here and then I will have to buy HFS plus for Mac, which lets mm -hmm. you read windows drives on Macintoshes to kind of keep the thing going. So there's a lot of like juggly parts that we've run into with the process so far that have been, um, interesting because it's beyond just the, the performance. The performance is phenomenal. Like I, the video shows the best clip in the world, one minute and eight seconds mm -hmm. or 24 seconds. Um, of footage it took one minute and eight seconds to render and then on the pc it took 21 or 22 seconds whatever it was it was really quick 27 seconds whatever it was um so there's a huge difference between those two so anybody's looking to make the shift i will say this there is a lot more to it than just buying a new machine um and you know that but i mean there's a lot more to it from a business standpoint our archive system is broken now so i have to yeah. still archive on the mac um and introduce another process to the it's just it's extra steps um so it's a question of is our performance worth it yes because i'm much happier editing than i've been in a very 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 long time well that's what matters yeah um i'm getting blown up over here by multiple people well that's good 
Well, not really. None of it's about this, though, is it? No. No. Except for one person wishing they could drink a beer with Also. Is that your wife? Yeah. <laughs> is she at work? I don't think she's on her way. Oh, yeah. Well, hear it. Thank you, Sarah, for replenishing these. <laughs> it's true. By the way. It's a very good beer. Did she say she liked it? Yeah, she liked it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. I think that's why she ended up helping replenish. Oh, maybe she didn't replenish. <laughs> maybe that was for her. I'm sorry, Sarah, for drinking your beers. No, I think it's to replenish. For the last time, no. That was a poorly timed for the last time now. What's happening in the chat, Ski? And we'll see what's going on over there i see that we have trev i haven't seen trev in a while i haven't uh, talked to trev in a while i haven't seen anybody in a while no that's true we've been off the air for a very we long have. time now uh, we do have a podcast by the way to shamelessly plug in that is not just rehashes of the show if you go to uh crap i don't remember anchor <laughs> if you go to anchor.fm slash craft show you can pick up the podcast it is not always repeats of the show it's not where we just take the show and drop it we did figure out that maybe there was more value in sometimes creating some podcast content. Um, we've been using some interviews and some other bits. So if you have a chance, drop over to anchor.fm slash craft show and listen to the podcast. It's also on all your platforms. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher and all the other stuff. Google Play. If you just search for craft show, it should pull you up. Yep. Okay. This will probably be the next episode too. And it'll probably be one of the episodes. Even though we're saying we're not going to rehash. No, no, we are going to rehash, but there's there's new episodes in there that aren't rehashed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one was, did we do anything to monitor calibration? Because uh, it can be a crazy problem on Windows. We have not calibrated this computer at all yet. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean calibrate? Uh, I don't even understand. Using one of the calibrator programs. Oh, for monitor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we haven't done that. Uh, I thought it was like something you have to calibrate the... Uh-uh. I, I will say, like, I've talked about it before, but Puget was really good about making sure everything was set up correctly. I was having an audio issue. Um, I wrote to them. They immediately were trying to help me address it. I have a feeling. I have these Blue Sky speakers you can see back there. I have two of those that are my edit monitors. For whatever reason, uh, it wasn't a ground loop issue, but for whatever reason, they did not like to connect very well. So I ended up purchasing what is this thing? a Focusrite Scarlet. Um, which is now allowing us to have proper audio streaming in. So, I mean, the volume might be low, but it's a much better process. We have a proper sort of audio interface for our audio. Fine. Yeah. It's not just off the GH5 gimmick. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. We could use a mixer. We could be fancy. We could actually have both have a microphone on right now, which is what we probably should have done. Probably. Make but it easier. But that's true. We fixed it. Yeah, we got this one. You know, We have one. Yeah. Uh, Trev, no, we've just have everything what was packed. Question? Uh, if our office looks really neat, uh, it, our office looks really neat. Are we getting organized? It's it just, looks neat. All the gear is in the truck. Well, I had to. I will say this: I did have to clean off this desk in order to move the old computer. You notice the tower's gone. I don't know if you guys can even see it, but the the yeah, iMac on a pedestal's gone. The wires have been changed around. I had to yeah. clear off this entire desk and reformat how it's going to live because this thing takes up so much space, and I don't like to put computers on the floor. So um, anyway, yeah, so I essentially had to clean up the desk. Uh, on that side over there, we have a new addition. Um, yeah. She's not. She's never here, but we have uh, a producer that works with us um, named Sabrina. We've talked about her before, but she's sitting on that side of it now. Melissa got moved into Jeff's office, so mm -hmm. they're together. Um, yeah, so it's one of those 
so thanks. I'm glad it looks a little bit better. Hopefully, it'll get even better, better. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully. Yeah. Not really. Put too much into that, though. No, you never do. I don't. All right. Um, so let's kind of talk about Black Magic Digital, Black Magic Design Raw. Um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't spent a ton of time um, digging into it aside from the press release that came out. I didn't watch the 30 minute video. You guys probably already know 10 times more than I do. And for anybody just listening, it's uh, a codec that got that got released basically or is coming out. I don't think it's out yet, right? Or it is out. It's out. Yeah, yeah it's out. Um, on from Blackmagic that allegedly uh, is they're saying is an acquisition production delivery codec, yeah. which uh, they're saying it's the first of its kind. Which this is Blackmagic's typical marketing, but they're saying it's the first of their kind. And I would say um, there's also ProRes that does that mm-hmm. similarly. Um, but they do have that codec out, and the nitpickers are going to be super defensive about it, and I get it. I'm not here to bash on them this time. I'm actually excited about this. For the first time ever, I may have to eat my words regarding Blackmagic Design. If we test it and we love it, I will literally eat my words. Some way, shape, or form, I will I will find a way to symbologize that. Symbologize. <laughs> and eat my words Okay. if I have to do it. So... The Kodak, again, we haven't tested. I haven't even downloaded clips. We've been super busy. Um, again, that's part of why we this haven't. show is so infrequently fre- frequently infrequent. Um, but some of the details are pretty fascinating, and Jeff probably has a better grasp on it than I do. Um, the biggest thing that I thought was interesting is that they immediately dropped Cinema D&G. And I'd read a bunch of gobbledygook back and forth, people complaining and arguing and talking about it, and... I'd come across an article that listed the reason they dropped Cinema DNG is because of a patent infringement, mm-hmm. which that could have been the best thing that ever happened to them. If if this codec does what they're promising it to do, yeah, uh, will be tremendous. But I caveat that to say, Black Magic Design, in my opinion, has always been very good at putting out information. Whether it's accurate or not doesn't matter. Yeah. But they've been putting out information. They build hype like nobody else. But then a lot of times the 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 follow through, the last ten percent, the the part that matters most, is where it gets on shaky ground. Whether it's delivery of a camera, whether it's the build of the camera, whether it works the way it's promised. Battery life, I hear on the Black Magic Pocket three thousand is garbage yeah. water. Release push, pushing the release, pushing the releases, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, that's always questionable. That sounds like it would be a pretty good one. It seems like if the codec's already out, it seems like, uh-huh. you know, and apparently it already works in DaVinci. I, I yeah, didn't... it does. DaVinci just updated uh, last night or this morning. For a full beta? Or from a beta? Uh, no, from 15.2 to 15.3 that has Biometric uh, Raw in it. But it's not yeah. a beta, though. It's a stable release. Yeah, it's a stable release. It's supposed to be. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, but again, it's Biometric, so I don't know what you really consider stable. Yeah, like what's the risk point in, yeah. which, in which you take... Uh, you dive into that. For the um, most part, though, their betas in Resolve have been pretty stable for me. Yeah. Uh, I know other people that have had it crash and burn, but never really had problems on my side. Now, from what I've seen from some of the clips, we again, we have not processed it and played with it ourselves, but looking at the Blackmagic raw uh, footage, uh, again, we haven't graded it, so they might have been playing it very safe. We've learned a lot about... Mm-hmm. Um, marketing on a on a, from bigger companies 
just hashtag leave it at that. <laughs> there you um, go. But one of the things that, that I wasn't super floored by the examples, like I didn't see anything in the example stuff mm -hmm. that, that blew me away. Again, that's looking at the test they supply, not the, not the crash show test, not what we would do to it internally or you might do yeah. to it. Uh, if you were grading the footage or reviewing it, but I wasn't really floored by the, the footage that much. I haven't been so far. No, I mean, not from the shooting side. I'm not yeah. critiquing the DP. I'm just saying, like, oh, there's no. nothing. I saw an AB, and the AB wasn't like, hot damn, I got to buy this right now. Let's sell yeah. everything we got and switch on over. Yeah, very true. Did you read anything else about it? Do you even know anything more about it? Not really. Okay. Uh, just what kind of hashed through right before we yeah. went live, trying to figure out how to go live. Well, part of the reason I want to bring it up because I think it's important. The, we the, need to. The biggest piece of it that I find super fascinating is that if that Kodak delivers, it, it seems to be delivering very similar to Red. It yeah. looks like the way Red works. Uh, it looks like the um, compression ratio is a very similar system to Red, which is a great migration for my brain. I don't have to think about yeah. it. It's just, a, again... Brain hack wise is not having to process all this extra data. I can just kind of move forward. And I guess their QO is their top of the line compression setting and it's three yeah. to one. Um, and then it, I guess it moves on down the line accordingly. Yeah. I don't know if it all makes different flavor. 12 to one it looks like that. Are but it's scalable. Usable. Yeah. We believe it to be scalable and not just presets. It's not like ProRes HQ to yeah. LT to proxy or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So if it's scalable, that's always a plus. I think it's fascinating. I, I, you know, if it gives us enough latitude to make it work, I'd gladly jump all over it in like 30 seconds or less. The other side of it that I'm super stoked for is the fact that uh, the Ursa, which we have long on this show said to be Blackmagic's best camera product, uh, the Ursa Mini Pro is getting a G2 version. Is that right? The Mini mm -hmm. Pro? 4.6. Um, that alone has me interested in making a Blackmagic purchase. Which looks like it's a bigger camera, which I like. And I think the body changed, too. Uh, I think the body is aluminum, uh, maybe? Yeah, from what I understand, it is. Uh, whoa. Just pull it. See? Mac, bro. I know. It's out to get you. It is. Macs are evil. I was trying to just slide that there. Slide that over there. There we go. Oh. It's all I'm trying to do. It's not hard. No, I get it. Um... But yeah, the new camera looks fascinating to me. Again, uh, we don't jump and salivate uh, over any camera until we've had a chance to work with it. And that's kind of the next thing that uh, is, yeah. is on my radar, like big time on my radar for uh, rental and or purchase. Um, I think it could be something that, that helps Jeff and I a good bit in our workflow. I've loved working on the GH5s. Um, and it's not that I don't ever get tired of cameras because God knows we, you know, we still have reds and a scarlet, um, like a couple of reds, one of them being, two of them being a scarlet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just don't, um, so I don't just jump around, but it, it would be nice if some of the, the features were a little more robust. I have noticed that on set lately, I will say this on some of these jobs, we've been bringing GH fives and on some of these jobs, um, one of the clients asked why I brought a DSLR and I had to, I had to kind of explain it. That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, but we had to explain it to them and they were cool with it and they got it. And then they saw the footage and they were super happy, but there was a, a hype issue in their own mind. That yeah. We had to combat. And I think just 
again, as stupid as that is, that's part of the business. Mm -hmm. I may tell the story about the job we lost without giving any details. That's fun. The fun part about those people, though, is that you can bring a Inspire 2 or... A Mavic. Another small little... Yeah. Made a Mavic 2. They don't, you know, they don't complain about... No, that's a good point. That was frustrating. That. That's a good point. So on that same job, we had a Mavic 2. We had the Inspire 2 in the car with, with Chris yeah. Odom, our drone-up guy, um, craft show family member. And Chris brought his Inspire, but we decided just to fly the Mavic because we were shooting a bunch of stuff inside of a warehouse. So it was internal. No reason to fly the Inspire inside that um, for what the delivery of this product was. And so the Mavic 2 was out, and it's just those guys were just losing their minds. They're like, oh, it's so cool because it's so small. It's like, well, why were you complaining about my camera five minutes ago? Mm -hmm. I've watched a lot of The Office, so that's what she said. Um, but we did run into some issues on that side of it. So I, I do think having a, a little bit bigger-bodied camera that the replacement value isn't as brutal as our, our poor buddy Scott Balcom went through. Balcom? Yeah. Crap! What is it again? Balcom. No one knows. No one knows how it's to say his him. name. He'll come up real fast. It's no. It's he no, actually popped No one up actually on, knows. He doesn't even know how to say his name. That's science fact. That's not true. If you guys aren't watching Scott's channel, it's actually it maybe the most informative channel on YouTube. I think it's fascinating. Scott, B A L K U M. <laughs> it's Balcom. Are you sure it's Balcom? Yes. It's Balcom. Because Southern, it was Balcom. Yeah, but now he's Balcom. Uh, Balcom in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes or you, i was gonna say balcom montopolis from uh <laughs> perfect strangers <laughs> terrible we are terrible nothing's changed on this show if you haven't seen us in a while we're back to the same antics um yeah, yeah so i don't know what's happening in the chat game sure there's been a lot of black magic rawls the greatest thing ever made no comments no uh -uh. no no haters no trev giving me some information on it Oh, we like information. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, the Q0 and the the Qs are constant quality, and then the 3 to 1, 5 to 1, stuff like that is constant bitrate. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, so now we know. Yeah. Now we learned. And le and learning is half the battle. But is it? It I actually know. is. It is. It really is. Um, so I don't know if you guys are hyped about it, but we are. We're very excited to see what this new Kodak does, if it, it lives up to the promises made. Um, I kind of feel like Apple ProRes RAW has um, fallen off the radar a little bit. I think the bigger issue there was not enough products were enabled to use it. It seemed like it was very limited in what could get its hands on it. Um, or very specific. Maybe one, maybe NAB changes that. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. NAB will change a lot of stuff. NAB is going to change everything. You know, it always does. It will. Um, but that that's one. You know, we'll see what happens when we start getting into these quote raw codecs. Um, all I care about is being able to deliver a great product to my client. That's yeah. the only thing that really matters. My big to me. thing is the Black Magic raw is out. So a lot of these people, Fagan being a big one, Trev, I think said that he had switched over to. Shooting by magic as well, uh, you know, people that we know and trust that have have the ability to shoot it now. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see non um, non marketed footage. So if anybody wants to send us some footage, um, Jeff will grade it for you. If you're smart, you send him a project. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. We won't do it. We're too busy. Don't, please, don't. we're upside down right now. 
Uh, but we would like some footage. So if you have a couple of cool clips, I'd love to see what it was when it was shot by somebody from this community versus a marketing group. Um, because again, hashtag, I, that's all I can say. Um, we understand that a lot more than we used to. Uh, let's, yeah. let's talk about the food doc. So we're going to show this little clip. I can't talk a lot about the purpose, the narrative, the <laughs> attachments, the people, yeah. the producers. I can't talk about any of that stuff. Nope. Um, all we wanted to do was just kind of show this and use, use it as an example. We always like to try and, you know, try and give some kind of feedback or thought process behind how we approach creative, uh, creative problems. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to show this and, you know, so you guys had something to watch aside from our two dumb faces, uh, for the podcast, uh, here's a sponsor or something. <laughs> the chef is a guy named JP. He's out of uh, Birmingham. Um, that pork chop, that was an actual a hundred percent Jeff's response to that pork chop. It was. It was one of those ones where it just caught us off guard. Uh, Camera-wise, for those that are going to ask, the the content we we screened was Red and GH5 mixed together. Yeah, and GH5S. And GH5S. So it was all three cameras kind of working together. Again, it's not been graded to balance it out. Um, there are obvious spots where it looks like poop sandwich, but it's something that we can go back through and fix relatively easily. Oh, we'll go back through and fix it. By we, I mean Jeff, and by Jeff, I mean Jeff. My beard. <laughs> Your beard. That's right. Your beard is our color. Oh. Is our actual full-time colorist. So the concept is there is, is just kind of approaching it from this way. So we had doco-style footage, um, and that's one of those cases where we, in this particular project, it's kind of a passion project. We kept it lean, very small crew. Um, we call it a Delta crew, but it was a, a Delta crew kind of working on that process, putting it together. And um, and that's that's the angle in which we 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 kept it small and simple. And mm -hmm. so part of the challenge was making sure there's multiple plates in the, in the show, but making sure the yeah. plates were lit and lit well and kind of addressed and shot well. And so the challenge on that was, I think that was like a three and a half hour. That's with shooting time too, but it was like three and a half hours to shoot seven plates. Is that right? Yeah. Also at the very end of a very long day. Oh no, no it was an 18 hour we day. Then we drive up and then just yeah, we drove shooting. up and started shooting right away. Yeah. So it was, it was, for a good probably 10 hours before we did the food. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's just it, we didn't have a whole lot of time to do it all. Right. Um, and it still turned out. It turns out nice. I think once well, it's graded, think. we've graded some of yeah. it before, and it turned out really nice. Um, but it's it's the idea that taking that much time for food, for example, we've talked yeah, about it before. To. You do. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Like if you're – you can't rush through that. And so the food stuff for us was um, – it was on the Dana, obviously, and, and so I think we flew the vintage lens is what it looked like. We did. The flare. So we had the vintage, our vintage lens. We say that. We have several of them, but our yeah. favorite one is a is a, that Minolta uh, 50 mil. 50 yeah. But a lot of that stuff, the, the idea was is to take the time to light it. So we had, I think we had almost every light that we brought with us, which yeah. was a good bit. We had a good bit it of was. stuff. We didn't have the could kick. still bring more lights. We could have brought more. We didn't have the... Um, we didn't have the 575. Then, we did, did not we? have the 575 at that point. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to have that. Yeah, it would. No, we did have it. Did we? Can't no, remember. we didn't. We had the 1.2 because remember it almost caught the deck on fire. 
We did have the one point two. And then we You're blew right. out the and restaurant's we power. The, yeah, we, we and they couldn't the find their fuses. Yeah. The restaurant itself <laughs> is an amazing thing. It's in the back of a uh, in the back of a hair salon. Yep. So it's really bizarre. It's absolutely amazing food. It's super good, but it's just a really weird sort of place to find yourself telling this this food story, if you will, this this documentary that we're working on. Yeah. So three and a half hours to shoot and light the food, seven plates. Um, so we made a station. So we lit for a station. And it's one thing that we've kind of done with a lot of food places. If we're in a single environment, we light a station and go from there. Yeah. We did shoot some other food shots. We had some other ones. We did. Um, they just weren't the plates that we ended up using for this particular story. So yeah. we had extra. We, we just, shot a lot of different plates. We did. But those weren't part of this initial they weren't, no. three and a half hour yeah. scenario. And the rest of the stuff was a lot of docu pieces. I mean, you're just walking around shooting as what you can. Um, I will say, lesson learned, if you have someone kind of like me that talks fast, like JP talks really fast in the best way possible. He makes you sound slow. He does make me sound slow. He is very much a very excited, very passionate talker. Yeah, very passionate. And, and he talks fast. So if you are working on a doc and you feel like, man, this person talks fast, I guarantee you when you go to post... It's going to be faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be way faster. So I we did think that we could cut in some of those sentences. No, and, and, I, and we found out that there's no way. No, it's it's taking a lot longer to cut. Yeah. Even though it's a passion project and it gets it gets it stays on the stove, it just gets moved around. Yeah, uh, it's like a stew. But does it, even though it was on there, it still required a lot more time to facilitate mm-hmm. completion than mm-hmm. we initially thought. Yeah. Trev was asking for the lighting for that. Was... Yeah, so the lighting on that particular piece is uh, best everything. I can remember. <laughs> um, if this is the plate, let's just, well, what can they see? They can see Baby Seal Buddy. Yeah. All right, so if this is the plate um, and your camera side, right? So I'll do everything camera side. Uh, let's see. There, there was. There's one here. There's a, there's a cat light. Over here, just for a flare. Yep. That's all the way back here, and all it was doing was just throwing light that would hit the lens. So that if we wanted to get a lens flare on the food, we had it, and we just yep. spun it on or off. There was a, let's see, a 650 was back over this way with 250, a 650 with daylight and 250 on it, which takes it down like three stops, four stops, three, four stops. So it's four stops down, so that 650 was pumping over this way. Above it, we had the Hive, which was set to 5,600. The Hive, and it had the full spread, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Super wide lens. The lens. It had the full spread, yeah. super wide lens on it, casting down over top. Yep. There was a bounce was card down. roughly right here with a 300 with daylight shining across into the bounce card. Yeah. There was a 150. We had a 150 hair light, basically, for the food. We had a 150 hair light here yeah. for the food, and then... I'm trying to think of the other pieces. There's grenades involved. There are. I think there's another 150. So I think, I think the other 150 was up here too. Yeah. There was a, one on this side off of the Dana Dolly yeah. coming camera side. There was a grenade. There was one grenade either here or here. I can't remember which side of it was on. I can't pull it up, unfortunately. But there was another grenade that was daylight balanced that was going through diffusion. That it, it, it was on a dimmer, so I don't know what the actual stop down was. Mm. But Then we had another one. And then we had what else? We had the grenade that was down below hitting the 
It's the bar. Oh, and then we but had a grenade. It's the underside bar that yep. went completely black. So and then we, we had another grenade slightly. lighting that. And then there was a 300 behind the bar shining into the bar. So yes. all of that for that singular plate. And you're like, why did that take three and a half hours? Well, because you set the plate, you start lighting it, and we're constantly tweaking the lights. You have to stop to dress the plate. Dress the plate. You look yeah. at the background, you're like, that's too dark. And then, I mean, you're literally, and there's two of us. There's, there's a third person there's that three. we can't talk about. Yeah. but There's three of us. There's but, three people involved yeah. in the process, but two of us are on set, guys. So we're doing all that labor. Meanwhile, we're also kind of making sure that the chef is bringing out plates um, that were pretty because we had to turn yeah. this food and very he did quickly. Pretty, I, I will say they, they did a good job with the plating. He did. For the most part, it, yeah, was, he it did. was pretty well. And then we may have added... There's uh, some chefs that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know how to plate at all. We may have added one more light towards the back end of it, which was behind it, that was only there lighting uh, steam. So we would have stuff come out that was so hot. Um, yeah. We didn't have a stylist. This is like down and dirty dock style. Um, that there was a light back here somewhere, another one of these that was lower shooting up, that you would see the steam rising on some of these plates. Mm -hmm. On the pork chop, we did not have that. But on some of the other dishes, when you see the final product, you guys know we'll we'll talk about it. But when you see the final product, there's some very beautiful shots. There might even be a few in our reel where you can see steam coming up from the from the food itself. So all of that lighting was just for those plates. There was no heroes involved. There was none of that kind of stuff. Um, it was a quite a quite a insanely crazy thing. What whoops? What did I whoops? Uh, was the idea with all these to create constant fill? from Technopilot yeah. and then a grenade which is a different question oh what is a grenade grenade is a light panel it's one a little by one by yeah yeah it's the rectangular we call them well, grenades that's sorry LEDs. That's yeah. LED lights yeah they're old but they work um no it was not it wasn't necessarily constant fill as much as it was uh not have super dramatic lighting where like controllable dramatic yeah, was, lighting yeah that's a better what you don't want with food typically is a bunch of negative fill yeah darkness on food is not appealing uh, typically um that tomahawk pork chop though an amazing thing right is not the prettiest presentation in the world the story behind it is more fascinating than the food yeah some of the other dishes we had like we had a bulgogi that came out i believe it's bulgogi it was that was um and that had a lot more color element that was to pretty. it um we had some uh fried noodles that came out and again and there's a beautiful dungeness crab that comes out all very vibrant colors mm -hmm. that's fine and that works you want that even not necessarily even but you want controllable dramatic lighting for those and each time a plate comes out you have to adjust the lighting uh, it's just a very slow process that um yields a really to me, a really solid result when you're done with it. Yeah. Especially, it's also it's a slow process, but it has to be quick. It, yes. When you have the steam and stuff coming in. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to kind of you have to you anticipate have to, yeah. what you're going to get very quickly, very efficiently. Chris Lott's here. Chris, what's up, dude? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time, buddy. Uh, when are your shots not pretty? When both of us are in it, usually. Yeah, there you go. That was a good answer. I thought so. Yeah, that's good. Sat here and thought about it for a long time. You just time channeled too. a little, little, uh, little Fox Ten, former Fox Ten uh, news anchor. News anchor, guy. yeah, I did. <laughs> I've already cut this whole thing in my head. Yeah, I see. You've already cut the salty. We have a uh, we have a delightful client. Um, we do now. <laughs> uh, you have to hit food with the right amounts of speculative. That's right. Yes. That's where food is very tough. It's not just about even. You want specular control yeah. that hasn't even been graded yet it'll be a completely no, different look yeah. when it does go through that and i don't even want to think about the grade process the number of masks that end up 
coming into play. Um, mm-hmm. The last time we did one, there was 12 or 14 on a thing. When that, how many does that crab have? It has a lot. Yeah. Probably 14. 14, 14 different 15. things going on yeah. in DaVinci just for a crab. Um, different little specular pieces. Some tracking and stuff. And some of it's to, uh, to fix issues, like if I messed up or we yeah didn't add the right enough light or we wanted more light after yeah. the fact or, or we accidentally pushed something because i know there's one piece i don't think we ever use it though there's one dish that it was a push forward it might have been with the crab actually where it kept being oh yeah with pushed the crab. too far to the side yeah or, it was because he know, was plating it he was setting it yeah like, yeah and yeah. then so you know the lighting couldn't change so then we had another to thing with to fix it later right another thing with food that's really awesome and helpful is to get yourself or a buddy or a friend or a grip um on set or an electrician if they need to touch a lamp but swing the lamp in and out or boom the lamp up and down like just release it from mm-hmm. the, the the release the stick and lower it and you end up getting kind of like a dramatic lighting effect as dumb and analog as that sounds, it does wonders. It's really fun on set because the client can immediately <laughs> see something and they get excited. You may not use it, but it's yeah, a good they hack. They do get excited. They get very excited to see those kind of lighting things uh, kind of come through the, the way of it. So hopefully that helps you if that's what you're going through. I wanted to do a whole series on uh, food lighting. Not that we're experts, but it's so much work that um, if we do another piece or if this documentary keeps going the way we want it to, then... I think that's one of the things that we're going to do is is make a sub channel for it where we're talking about it um, mm-hmm. or whatever happens, happens. Um, whoa. Yeah. Thanks, Everyday. I truly appreciate the, the thanks, man. We really appreciate that. Everyday Dad, you are a delightful, lovely, amazing human being. You officially get... No! A button push. That is for everyday dad. I don't have a yes button. Yeah, it was a good button push. That was actually, you got a good button push that time, so good for you. Um, Truly appreciate it. So there's a lot of orange going on here. What's that? uh, That's what I was meaning, the dramatic food photography. Oh, that's all early. Yeah. I feel like it only means a couple stops difference between line shadow. Yeah, okay, got it. That's true, yeah. Have you guys ever considered the... Braun Keller modifiers? Um, I have not. No, uh, I've thought about doing some basically the same thing, but we just haven't done anything really. Yeah. Um, sticking was tried and true for the amount of time that we have to do things. I guess is the better way to do it. You know, um, would like to. Well, there's we just did another spot with food in it, and yeah. the lighting on that had to be even faster. Um, and yeah. that was area lit with. Very specific. The other thing that we've added to the mix now that we did not have for this shoot is we found an old uh, Source 4 ellipsoidal. And so yeah, that's, that's Source 4, and there's two great case studies for why I think that's a really great lamp. If you can find one from like a theater that doesn't yeah. want it anymore, get it. Um, those have those shaping, uh, what are they called? Uh, shaping blades inside of it where you can actually shape the light the way you want. And so we were creating nice squares yeah, we've or done that. circles and you can soft hard the light the way you want it it's got a, a diffuser a diffuser built into it yeah. again because it's ellipsoidal so having one of those is even better so we shot some food and it just saved was us a, way quicker it was yeah. way quicker yeah. so we we did a general bounce to bring the room up with some daylight i wish i had the i could show it to you guys it's not out yet so i can't but we brought up the general ambience 
And then we had like lots of peppers everywhere. There was pepper lights yeah. everywhere. Um, now, granted, it was easy because it was a little more of a top-down shot, but we were able to get away with it. The food wasn't yeah. the most perfect thing. The stuff that they chose was not necessarily what I would have used, but um, for the budget, it worked for what it was. It told the story, and that's what mattered because it was a broadcast spot. It, was like a, it wasn't a food-based commercial, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, again, having something like that, ellipsoidal or something you can shape. Dados are my favorite. Those are my jam, but we can't afford those right now. That That's... No. A really specialized piece of, of, of tech that yeah. we just don't have the money for. So uh, there's a lot of more questions. More info on food lighting and grading. Uh, let's see, none of them are really questions. It's just, no, just to add us. Yeah. Okay. Um, except for Chris, he said send him a message. Got lots to talk about. Okay, Chris, I will send yeah. you a message since we have lots uh, to talk about. The other thing for the force, the source four though, is it also. Because we changed our 2K to a 575 LED. Uh, the Source 4 made it to where we had to bring gloves back out. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> that light gets hot as hell. So that's the other thing. We've talked about it before. I'm telling you guys right now, the best investment we've made has not been, as far as like production gear, has been that uh, Relamp, um, is the name of the company, that LED bulb swap has been hands down the best investment we made. And certainly last year. <laughs> from a piece of gear wise um it's unreal to be able to shoot get everything you need like we can light interviews we can light big scenes we can light beautiful night scenes we can do all kinds of stuff and when we're done we hit the switch and we pack up and leave meaning we get our lives back we're not waiting for lamps to cool and going yeah. through it is it is night and day one of the best experiences i've had with a piece of gear i i i'm a little shocked that more people don't talk about it. I, I wonder. I keep waiting for something to go wrong, like it's going to explode yeah. and blow up my house or blow up this office. I think or... it's because they're just it's expensive. First, you have to have the Fresnel, and then you have to buy the piece. I, I guess it's really still cheaper what... than buying I, a it still is, LED. I know. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. But I'm I'm also from the, the days when uh, light panels first came out, and uh, what was it? The other brand, the, the square brand, uh, the light panels made square, but there's another square that we used to use a lot. And the color temperatures were just whack-a-mole. Yeah. Like the, the the daylight, it was either daylight had green or or magenta in it. I can't remember. One of the two, one either daylight or tungsten had a like a bias. Yeah. And you could see it. It wasn't a true clean 56 or a close to a 56. It was some funky... It was awful. Now, of course, daylight technology or uh, LED technologies changed greatly. So, uh, yes. big proponent of it now. Now Except I love it just from a time saving yeah. standpoint. Some of the real cheap ones still have the crazy. That's why I haven't jumped on the aperture game. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not slamming them. I just haven't. My my faith isn't there. I need to rent one, play with it before I bought any of the aperture stuff because I, I just I'm so scared of getting yeah non performance. Uh, LEDs again in my life. All the micro ellipses is a mini source for. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Titan, we did do, we didn't do an actual video on the light, but we did a mock live, well, not mock, it was a live stream. It was a live because, stream with yeah. Jeff holding the lamp the, almost the entire time. Yeah. We did some camera tests with it. I think it was for Genghis Khan. I think it was for Genghis Khan. So it's a while back, but if you, if you look at it, I mean, it's us playing with the lamp you're seeing it like for the very first time we flared yeah. it we did all kinds of stuff with it um maybe we'll do another more in-depth piece down the road if we yeah. ever have time again which this is rare only because we're in between 
client sign-off moments is where we're at. Yeah, basically right now. Like starting tomorrow, we're in the weeds. Yeah, we're back again. in the weeds again. Uh, uh, oh, absence here. I totally missed that. Uh oh, Vikings. Yeah. I didn't throw it is away. It? I know. I don't know where it's at. I kept it. Oh well. Vikings. Wait, wait, wait. I found it. Oh, did you? Oh, you put it. Why'd you put it back there? It just got moved. There, Aspen. Now that you're here, Vikings, do it the right way. God, I'm trying to think. When did we shoot that con thing? September, was, October. It was cold. October, probably. November, maybe. Yeah, it's either October or November. Technically, it's whenever we burned out. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably gonna do it. Uh, I think this is a plenty long enough podcast. I think it meets the quota of what we need to do. And so, uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free. As we mentioned, you're always, uh, we're always welcome for any feedback, thoughts, comments. You can hit us up, Drew at craftshow.com. That's C-R-F-T-S-H-O.com. Or Jeff, J-E-F-F, at craftshow.com. You can also follow us on all these social outlets of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook with at craftshow. Uh, you'll always be able to catch us up that way. All right. Well, as always, like we say, the only thing regular about this podcast is the bathroom breaks.